Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and welcome to Season 23 of South Park. Uh, Before I get into this week's episode, normally I don't do this, but gonna have to take a look back because we have a very interesting development that has taken place in between uh, the end of season 22 and leading up to this episode. So, on July 18th, 2015, two months prior to the season 19 premiere, Comedy Central had announced that they had renewed South Park for an, or renewed South Park for an additional 30 episodes over three seasons. This renewal was in addition to the two-year contract already in place where Trey Parker and Matt Stone guaranteeing South Park would air until at least 2019. On September 12th, 2019, Roughly two weeks before this episode aired, the season premiere, the show was renewed for seasons 24 through 26 until the year 2022. So, South Park, because remember, if you remember in the last episode that uh, I did, there were talks of this might have been the final season. This might have been the end. Nope, we got a few more to go. So, um, but the episode that I'm going to be talking about in uh, here this week is Mexican Joker. And part of the spoof is coming off of the hit movie Joker, which starred Joaquin Phoenix, for which he would win an Academy Award for Best Actor. For the movie Joker, and then gave one of the weirdest Academy Award winning speeches of all time. I really don't even want to go into it, just take my word for it. So, uh, this episode, gonna be talking about, besides the Joker, uh, gonna be talking about the ICE detention centers. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that, especially with the situation that I was in as a teacher at the time. But, If you are new, if you are listening for the very first time, welcome. I have a little tradition that's been going on for several seasons now, which is I have my Mike's Hard Lemonade. I'm going to open this bad boy up. There we go. Got the cap there. Out in the fridge in the cold January weather. Here's a toast to season 23 of South Park. <sighs> All right, there we go. So, we've done our toast. Let's get into this week's episode, Mexican Joker. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on September 25th, 2019. And Guess what? We got a new theme song! Yes, we do. 
I'm going to apologize to everybody in advance right now. Uh, the version that you're about to hear is the only one I could find. The volume is going to suck. Uh, hopefully, you guys will be able to hear it. Again, I apologize that the volume wasn't that good. Like I said, it's the only one that I could find. It was the only version of that theme that I could find uh, that I could play. So yeah, brand new South Park theme. Very interesting. So our episode begins at Tegrity Farm. Randy is giving a tour of his farm, which has grown significantly since the previous episodes. And it's taken a big, you know, boom. Pardon me. Uh, the, the, the business has taken a big boom. So after he shows around, again, pardon me. After he shows around, we see Stan sitting at a computer He's doing some finance stuff, and Cartman is sitting on the couch, and he talks about how things certainly have changed over the last several years, and there are problems that these kids are going to have to deal with. Climate change, overfishing, Kyle, and Randy, he goes to Stan, and he looks at the numbers, and he notices that the order numbers have decreased over the last month. And Stan's like, I am sure I did this two times. I did it two times to make sure I was right. So Randy decides, okay, I'm going to check out what the problem is. So he goes to Butter's house and he talks to Steven Stotch, the dad. And he asks him, well, why haven't you been ordering my products as of late? Well, Stephen shows him why he hasn't. Because he's been growing his own marijuana farm. It's not nearly as big as Tegrity Farms, but he is growing his own uh, marijuana plants. So this pisses off Randy. I mean, it pisses him off. He's like, fuck you. And Mr. Mackey comes over. He's like, mm, hey, Steven, I, I, I came to get some seeds. Okay? And this just pisses off Randy even more. So one of the things that has helped Steven with the growing of his plants is he has a helper by the name of Diego. And this is what is helping grow his marijuana plants. So Cartman, still feeling depressed about everything going on in the world, he gets a mega gulp. And then all of a sudden, he sees a bunch of police cars driving by real fast. 
But, see, it's not police cars. They are ICE cars. The U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Well, they've come to take Diego away. Yep, and Steven is pissed because he thinks Randy's the one who made the call. And, I mean, we never find out, but I would be kind of sure that he did make the call. Like, like I said, we never find out. But, you know, we're just going to assume that, you know, he did make this call. So you see the mom, you know, you see the wife, you see the two kids, and they got to split them up, they got to separate them. And Carmen's like, oh, what's going on here? So, th so one of the gentlemen explained that, you know, they got a call, an anonymous tip, saying that someone is here illegally and that they're going to take them to a detention center. And then Carmen asks him if they could have his business card, which... Well, you know, something bad's going to happen. But I, I, I do want to talk about this because uh, when I was working, when I was teaching, a good portion of the school that I was working in was Hispanic. A very good portion. Uh, we, we had a parent liaison, translator. Um, and th this was one of the things that we got in our work email at the time was, you know, there could be a possibility this happens. To the best of my knowledge, and, and I'm telling you all the honest truth, to the best of my knowledge, none of our kids ever were taken away. I guess we were a little bit more lucky than other areas. So Kyle gets a phone call from Cartman. And Cartman's like, Zay, uh, why don't you apologize to me for calling me a butthole? Because he had done something to a girl. And Kyle's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And Cartman's like, all right, don't say I didn't tell you I gave you a chance. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. It's ice. And they have come to take away Kyle, Ike, Gerald, and Sheila. And Kyle turns around and he sees Cartman is looking out the window. And he knows immediately that Cartman is the one who made the call. So now that family is split up. Oh boy. This is uh, not getting good. So... Then, we see Stan, he goes up, and he's doing a speech. It's not about, you know, the separating of the, of the families because of ICE. It's because of other people growing marijuana in their backyard. And Randy's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, good job, rah, 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 rah. So the council doesn't buy him at all. Does not buy the thing at all. So, we end up seeing Kyle going to an ICE detention center. And they are given, among other things, 
aluminum foil to cover them when they sleep. And they are sleeping in these cages. We've seen the images. You know, we've seen the pictures. It's a sad, sad sight. But when they do the roll call, they realize Kyle's not supposed to be in here. He's Jewish. This is for, you know, Hispanic families. Not supposed to be in here. So, as we go on, we see that Stan has a meeting at his house with people from MedMen. Now, I'm going to be honest with everyone. I thought it was a play on words of Mad Men, the TV show. It's actually a real company. Yep, it is a real company. Uh, I, I have it up here real quick. I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, Med Men Enterprises is a U.S.-based cannabis company with operations in California, Nevada, Arizona, Florida, Illinois, New York, and Massachusetts. Med Men owns and operates 29 retail stores and six cultivation facilities and is currently licensed to expand its footprint to 65 retail locations. Its stock trades on the Canadian Securities Exchange under the ticket or under the ticker symbol M Men. MedMen is also traded over the counter in the United States under the ticker symbol MMNFF. MedMen is based at Culver City, California and has more than a thousand employees. Its revenue, I only have it up to 2019, 130 million dollars. Not bad. Not bad. So, basically, Randy makes a deal with MedMen to eliminate the competition, eliminate the smaller, uh, you know, farms of marijuana. So, Tally hears about this, and he gets upset about it. They get into an argument, and Randy's like, you're a towel. You're a towel, Randy! And Tally walks out and leaves. So this next scene, I'm, I'm going to play the clip for you. They have Kyle in an office. And they're like, okay, we're going to get you out. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you back to your family. We're going to, you know, have you back in no time. And this leads to the following scene. You're pulling children away from their parents and isolating them behind bars. Yes. You're traumatizing them and teaching them to fear the U.S. government. Correct. Okay, let me try to put this in terms you people will understand. You know superhero movies, right? Yeah. Okay, you remember how they always create the villain? Some random person who, when they were a child, got taken from their parents and locked away? And the kid was just left to sit and plan revenge? What you're doing here is creating a Mexican Joker. And what's a Mexican Joker gonna do? He's gonna grow up and have memories of being wronged by you, and he will grow and wait, and then finally, fight back with a passion unlike anything you've ever seen. Which one of them do you think is Mexican Joker? No, it could be any of them. That's the point. You don't know which kid in there is gonna snap from being separated and locked down like this. But... Doesn't Mexican Joker understand that we're just doing our job and trying to make America great? 
Mexican Joker doesn't care. With that, he grows up all the will matter is getting back at all of you. Well, what would Mexican Joker... David, can I talk to you alone, please? Excuse us, kid. Now, the, the most important thing is that we've got to keep this quiet. We can't let Mexican Joker know that we're on to him. If, if we could interrogate the kids, maybe we could get a lead. You know, just scare them a little. Unless that's just what he wants us to do. What are you saying? Saying, what if he is on Mexican Joker's side? I love the overreaction of the idea of a Mexican Joker. Because it literally could be any of those kids that could end up like that. It really could. So, Randy we see... He's walking around town and he's getting like these images. People like, oh, I'm growing weed in my backyard, growing weed in my backyard. And he passes by a linen store and there are a bunch of towels there. And he is basically, you know, shooed away from it. Like he can't be there. And it's just driving him mad. Speaking of being driven mad... Uh, this next scene maybe drove the kids mad. Maybe. Not really sure, but, uh, let's go to the clip. My name is Princess Star, for I shine like all the stars in the night sky. Kids, let's all say hi to Princess Star. Hi, Princess Star. <laughs> it's me, Mexican Joker! Oh no, everyone boo, Mexican Joker, kids! Boo! Oh! I'm filled with anger and rage for what happened to me as a child! So now I will kill and rape you all! But Mexican Joker, you forget the magic word! Forgiveness! I don't care about forgiveness! But you were a migrant from another country and we had to protect our borders and secure our jobs. I don't care, I'm going to rape you now. <laughs> oh, no, no, what about forgiveness? No forgiveness! Boo, that's enough, Mexican Joker. Your rage and your anger have made you a bad person in the eyes of Christ. I know your life was hard as a kid, but everyone has hard times. So after that play... Um, as you heard the bell ringing in the background, another bus comes up, and Cartman it comes off the bus. Okay, well, wait a minute. How did Cartman get on this bus? Well, let's explain. See, he threatened Jimmy that he was going to send him to a detention center because he had done it to Kyle. Stan overheard this, reported Cartman, and Cartman ended up getting sent to a detention center. And as soon as Cartman gets in, Kyle is ready to kill him. And Cartman's like, why don't we get, you know, make people happy? Let's get ourselves together. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Doesn't really work that well. So, that night, you know, Kyle's trying to sleep, Cartman is pissed, or, well, no, Cartman is trying to talk to Kyle, who is pissed, and they, you know, have this discussion, you know, because Kyle wants to get out of this, 
he wants to get out of this detention center. He hasn't seen his family in two weeks. So he's like, give me aluminum foil and scissors. I have a plan. Meanwhile, back at a random person's home, we see a couple cleaning up their dishes from dinner, and the husband asks the wife, would you like some marijuana? And she's like, sure. So he opens his back door, and you hear some rustling going on in the background. He's not really sure what it is, but he keeps going. So he's about to cut off a strand of marijuana when a huge explosion takes place. It kills the man, ruins the farm, blood and guts all over his wife, and then it is just boom, 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 boom. You've got explosions all over town. And we get into breaking news, talking about this, and they think... This is the work of Mexican Joker. So, the one of the uh, lieutenants explains, you know, this could be caused by trauma from being in the detention center. And then we get a flashback. And I like how Jeff is like, oh, oh, we're in it. We're in a flashback. So, they rush and, you know, they're going to, you know, get to the kids. And then, Kyle is performing a Jewish sermon. All the kids are wearing aluminum foil yarmulkes. And they're like, oh no, they, they've all been converted into Judaism. We've got to let them out. So the Jeff, who's the leader of the group, you know, he's trying to, you know, get the kids out. And then he randomly shoots his co-workers. And then he's like, oh, I'm in the wrong flashback. I'll, I'm leaving. And then he drives and leaves. And it's like, so did this really work or did this not work at all? Not really sure. So then we get to the climax of the episode and we get Godfather music playing and Randy is like, you know, business is back. It's good. We're the only game in town and, you know, nothing's going to interfere with us. And he's like, call me a blanket, Sharon. And Sharon's like, okay, you're a blanket. He's like, yeah, blanket. And that's the end of Mexican Joker. All right. Well, that was a very interesting episode, to say the least. Um, I want to, I want to do, I want to say something real quick because if you remember back at season 22, um, I had mentioned the rating for that season premiere was a 1.09, which was the lowest they had ever had it up to that point. This one is lower than Dead Kids. This was a 0.92. Let me repeat that. 0.92. Which means, in the entire history of South Park, going back to 1997, they never had a season premiere episode, with the exception of the first one, except the very first episode, 
have lower than a point or lower than a one. This is the lowest rated series premiere, you know, TV Nelson, you know, Nelson ratings in the show's history. Okay, as far as this episode goes, I feel like this is one of these that is in the middle. Um, it could have been good, but I feel like they went maybe a couple directions too many, if you know what I mean. Um, I understand them, you know, tackling the whole ice situation, which honestly, I think still to this day is bad. Doesn't matter which president it is, Trump, Biden, Obama, it doesn't matter. It's still a bad situation. And then you put in with the Joker, which was very popular at the time. And like I said, you know, it, it got Joaquin Phoenix the Academy Award for Best Actor, which is a pretty big deal. It it just is. It's a big freaking deal. Um. I'm going to give this a six. Like the, like the joke at the end with the yarmulkes was really good. I thought that was well done. But other than that, this kind of falls flat. It's not the best. It just is like, it's there. That's really the best way I could put it is it's there. All right, let's get to what the critics thought of this week's episode. We'll start with Chris Longo from Den of Geek who rated this. Two out of five stars, summarizing in his review, I feel like the wholesomeness of Tegarty has been ripped away from me. With all the bad in the world right now, why couldn't we just keep our Tegarty? Sigh. I don't have much hope for where this arc is going, but I'm a ma masochist, and I'll be back next week. John Huger of the AV Club gave the episode a C plus, and stated in his review, the episode ultimately tries to do too much at once, and feels awkward and disjointed. In previous serialized seasons, the show eased its way into each thread, often introducing them one episode at a time, before resolving them all during the final stretch. Laura Bradley of Vanity Fair concluded on a more positive critique, There is a rare spark of life in this premiere, of quite at times, snarky conviction. This is South Park. Do not expect a feel-good moment or an earnest lecture anytime soon. But it does seem that, at last, South Park has found a way to do righteous anger its own way. And finally, Elise Wax of Collider gave both some positive and negative comments in, in her review, stating, Not a lot has changed with the show other than it seems less outrageous nowadays. The social commentary has lost some of its bite as current events become closer to comedy. But this season, the social commentary is off to a better start than the last few seasons, such as the trolling or the election storylines. Alright, let's go to IMDB, see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,700 people gave this episode a rating, and the IMDB rating for Mexican Joker is... A 7.4 out of 10. Uh, 672 people gave it an 8. 663 people gave it a 7. 246 people gave it a 6. That's the score I'm going with. Uh, 436 people gave it a 10. 
and 128 people gave this a 1. So, not really ratings-wise the best-reviewed episode. But, let's see what the users think. And, of course, I'm not going to go through every review. There's a lot of reviews for this episode, so I'm just going to pick maybe the best ones. And I will start with... Okay, I'll start with Thielen Madkovic, who wrote, Isn't it funny how the same people that enjoyed the show when they were making fun of the Democrats' incompetence during the elections are the same people that hated this episode and vice versa? I've been a fan of South Park since I was 12. I'm 23 now. I have watched all of the episodes multiple times, some even up to 10 times. And if you think that Man and Trey strayed from their true selves with this episode, then you weren't paying attention for the last two decades. They were making fun of all sides since the beginning. And if you hate this one, this one only means you were on the receiving end of the stick this time. I'd give this episode a solid 8 out of 10, but I'm giving it a perfect 10 just because of the fact that there will be a lot of Mongoli mongoloids coming here that will give it a 1 out of 10 just because they feel personally attacked. Well, let's read one of those reviews that gave it a 1 out of 10. Doug McDonald Burr wrote, I did not laugh once during this episode. They just aren't trying anymore. I will always love some of the early seasons, but this is shameful. I understand if they are out of ideas, but then just end the show. It's not like they need the money. The past few seasons have completely ruined their legacy. It is like being sick of your girlfriend, but being too scared to break up with her so you keep acting like a jerk until she breaks up with you. Just put us all out of our misery. This is pathetic. Alright, uh, let's... Let's read another 1 out of 10 review. This is from Backup-50362, who wrote, This sucked. It's like watching Family Guy or The Simpsons in 2019. They're all well past their prime and now are desperately trying to stay relevant by mashing up as much lame social commentary and current trends and topics in with no rhyme or reason as possible. Characters stopped being true to what little personality they had, and the drawn-out plots that last for several episodes stopped making sense. It's almost like the random cutaways in Family Guy the South Park hypocrites hated on once upon a time. But then again, those are the same shows who criticized freemium games, then released one. End this cringe. You're not a voice of reason, or edgy, or funny anymore. Just hypocritical, one-sided left, of course, shows who make even Family Guy seem well-written. Uh, let's get a, let's get a positive review here. Um, let's see. Do-do-do-do-do. I, I want, like, a good lengthy one. Not terribly long, but, uh, okay, we'll do this one. This is from Captain, Captain Allegria, I guess. I guess that's how you pronounce it. No one is safe from the ridicule of South Park. They take the popular saying, snitches end up in ditches. Mine, I remember snitches getting stitches and snitches being, I don't know. To, to ultimate new heights. It all starts with Cartman, ratting a friend out with typical Cartman style. It ends with the downfall of Ice and the birth of a character of supervillain status. A warning lesson that once again confirms... 
the brilliance of Stone and Parker is to expose the stupidity of all sides of our society, not pandering to political sides. Uh, I had another 10 here that I wanted to read. Where is it? Well, actually, this one's a 9, so this is close enough. Uh, this is from Uncle Sam Savage, who wrote, Watching this episode made me wonder if Trey Parker and Matt Stone really do want to cancel the show. The politics of the United States is becoming so absurd that satire seems to be closer and closer to reality than hyperbole. All that in mind, I was thoroughly entertained by this episode. It held great critiques of American immigration policy and the commercialization of the marijuana industry. Using characters with strong alignments like Randy, the chaotic, the chaotic neutral, Cartman, the chaotic evil, and Kyle, the lawful good. This episode keys in on these issues with great precision. I would honestly much rather hear commentary from two creative geniuses like Parker and Stone than the talking heads of network television. The idea of the Mexican Joker is particularly captivating. Kyle forewarns of the villains created by the detainment system propagated by ICE. Satirically, the agents of this department only understand moral problems in terms of superhero movies. The agents want to be on the good side of history, but also confirm to a system that suppresses those that are different than them. Doesn't Mexican Joker understand that we're just doing our job at trying to make America great? The irony is too rich. Additionally, the fake persona Randy takes on to sell his newest enterprise is pure comedy. He puts on a southern accent just to make his product seem more genuine when, in reality, he is merely faking it until he makes it, as the saying goes these days. The irony here is that he attacks his neighbors in South Park for growing their own weed and undermining his business. He even sells out to a medical marijuana company, thus driving a wedge between him and his original stoner buddy, Towley. I have noticed just in this episode that the writing has to cut the chase more quickly than it has in, in seasons past. I suppose this Tegrity, a play on integrity, though Randy actually has virtually none, Farms, pieces, farms Peace will be a season-long arc. I sincerely look forward to watching the rest of the material this season if it is on par with this episode and its social commentary. Parker and Stone have certainly not lost their touch. I suppose they may only be afraid of the disturbing accuracy their show has in the current American climate. Uh, final review I'm going to read. It's from Eric Stevenson. He you know, has so many reviews. They're really good. He writes... So this episode features a new intro where Randy is talking about Tegri Farms. We can get used to it. Randy finds out other people are growing weed and he's losing profits. He gives an anonymous tip to get rid of Mexican workers. Cartman, upon finding out that anyone can do that, gives a tip that Kyle is an illegal alien. He gets detained, but later Stan does the same to Cartman who shows up in the same detainment camp. The actual title doesn't appear until halfway through the episode. It has Kyle making up a Mexican joker to scare the police into letting the Mexican kids go. It's easily the funniest part of the episode, especially with how they talk about flashbacks. They use a princess star. Was that a star versus the forces of evil joke? Eh, probably not. I mean, I with a couple things here, I feel like 
they, they had to cut some stuff out that could have been in there, maybe could have made it better. I, it's just one of those episodes where it's like, it could have been good, but something went wrong and it just ended up not being good, I guess is the best way to put it. All right, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and future episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, as they review classic South Park episodes. Next time around, Randy goes to China, and he makes a new friend, or a few friends anyway. The episode next time is Banned in China. That's right here next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you all next time.